Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, we did it. We made it to the end of 2020. I'm recording this on what's been dubbed V-Day, when the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine is being rolled out in the UK. Shout out to Margaret Keenan. And there's a real sense that there's something to celebrate at the end of what, I don't have to tell you, has been one of the most tough, unsettling and disappointing years going. But while we lavish due praise on our scientists, medics and carers, seriously, thank you, we think it's worth you taking some time to big yourself up too. Going for Goal has been downloaded hundreds of thousands of times in 2020. That's hundreds of thousands of times that you, collectively, have taken half an hour out of being a worker, a parent, a partner, a busy person, to focus on you. And that matters. Because in a year when boundaries have been blurred between work, home, school, gym, and we've all been at the mercy of a relentless news cycle, it's never been more important to remember where you fit in all of this. You can't control global events, but you can make small tweaks within your own sphere of influence that can help you feel fitter, stronger and healthier in body and mind. And that's what every week we've tried to remind you of. And now there are more than 50 episodes of Going For Goal ready to tune into wherever and whenever you fancy. So in the spirit of taking heart from the little wins, we thought we'd celebrate that too. Enter our end of year gift to you. Today's bumper episode, in which we've asked 50 of our favourite experts, many of whom you'll recognise from past episodes, to share a little nugget of health advice. The intention is not for them to be actioned all in one go, um, hello, December, but to be planted in your mind, then digested slowly before providing a little inspiration for the goals you decide to shoot for in 2021 and beyond. Let's get stuck right in. And where better place to start than with food and nutrition? We all know that fueling ourselves is vital for everything from energy levels to maintaining a healthy weight and, of course, supporting our immune systems. Regular readers of the magazine will be familiar with our columnist, dietitian Laura Till, and her belief that getting enough variety in your diet is one of the easiest ways to nourish your body. Here she tells us her top tip for ensuring you mix things up enough at mealtimes. Sitting down at the start of each week to draw up a rough plan of meals for the next seven days will give you a bird's eye view of your overall diet and allow you to see at a glance how many times you're eating the same meal or food. From there, you can tweak to add more variety, perhaps mixing up your veggies, using beans instead of lentils in a salad or working in a portion of oily fish if you don't normally have any. And if you needed more persuasion, a 2017 study found that meal planners were more likely to have a higher variety of food in their diet and be closer to the nutritional guidelines than non-planners. We all know that paying attention to our gut is well worth the dietary investment. 
looking after the 300 to 500 different species of bacteria chilling in the average digestive tract will bring huge benefits in terms of mood, immunity, skin, everything. Here, King's College London researcher, dietitian, and gut health oracle, Dr. Megan Rossi, explains how you can nourish that microbiome each morning. Think about your breakfast and whatever you normally have, I want you to set a target of adding at least two different types of additional plant-based foods to it. The reason for this is that plant-based foods is actually fuel for your gut bacteria. Any conversation about food warrants an acknowledgement that relationships with food during the uncertainty of this year may not have been the easiest for some, whether that's to do with overeating or restriction. Next up is dietitian Catherine Rebess on how to be kind to yourself when thinking about calories right now. Working from home could see your eating patterns change. You may be eating more, you may be eating less. You may be feeling more stressed, which makes you feel like you're turning to food more often than not, which could potentially see you put on some weight. Don't put pressure on yourself. It is completely normal. Everybody is different and it's not one size that fits all. We shouldn't be calorie counting and we should be focusing on having foods that make us feel well nourished and feeling good from within. Still working from home? We asked registered nutritionist Rhiannon Lambert, founder of Harley Street Clinic Retrition, how to swerve unhealthy snacks if your kitchen table is still your desk. Get organised and make your kitchen a healthier environment. And that means filling your fridge with lots of colourful veg and fruit that you have to use up and you can get creative with your snacks. Ensure you've got some dips to use them with and maybe some rice cakes or flatbreads and then you'll be able to make sensible choices. Keep the treat items out of sight throughout the day and always close the cupboard doors. And here's Dr Hazel Wallace, founder of The Food Medic, on why keeping meal times on track is vital for healthy eating, even if regular breakfast, lunch and dinner times have gone out the window. It's no secret that I'm a big fan of meal prepping, even if we're eating it at home and not at work at the moment. I still think it's really important to keep at least some routine in our days. And by eating a healthy diet with three balanced meals, we can ensure we're keeping our energy up, getting the nutrients we need. We're encouraging further positive behaviours and we're also supporting our immune system, which is better for overall health. Another key feature of this year has been discovering the ease by which we can get pretty much anything delivered to our doors, including dinner. Here's 2020's man of the match, Joe Wicks, a personal trainer and recipe writer better known as the body coach and latterly the nation's PE teacher on how to get the balance right. Focusing on home cooking, you know, of course you're going to want to try your Deliveroo and your Uber Eats and your, your, your meal delivery companies, but try your best to cook at home. If you can do cooking at home 89% of the time, you know, and, and allow yourself a few meals out and a couple of treats, you'll be fine. It's when you shift too much towards takeaways and ready meals, really, really just focus on cooking at home. Thanks, Joe. Research has found that almost half of us have gained weight in recent months. And while losing it again might seem like the most important thing, remember that it's been a stressful time and to go easy on yourself. Here's Dr. Amelia Thompson, lecturer in sports nutrition on how. Actively practice self-compassion. That means speaking to yourself kindly, especially in diet setbacks. Maybe you eat a little bit more cake than planned, but remind yourself that you're human and that's a totally normal human response. If you're struggling for motivation, ask yourself, what would my future self thank me for? Because sometimes the compassionate thing to do might not be the easiest. And be mindful of what you eat and the way you speak to yourself. Diet from a place of love, not hate. Earlier this year, eating disorder charity Beat described an avalanche of new patients, thought to be sparked by lockdown anxiety and huge changes to regular routines. Here, sports dietitian Renee McGregor reveals the telltale signs that you may have slipped into disordered eating habits and may need little extra support. 
while we're bombarded with loads of messages around food, and most likely we will all have some sort of thoughts around what we should and shouldn't eat, it only becomes a problem when those potential rules and beliefs start to create anxiety. So somebody may notice they're having problems if, for example, they start to avoid social situations because the anxiety of the potential food available causes them too much distress Or they may find that they are getting into routines where if they don't eat in a certain way, it starts again to create anxiety. So while many of us may have like certain beliefs about food, we can still join in. Like if it's our birthday or somebody, a friend celebration, we can still have a glass of wine or have a dessert and it doesn't bother us. But in the cases where it's potentially becoming a problem, these situations will actually create huge amounts of anxiety and distress and often lead to quite difficult thoughts for that individual. Food isn't all about health, of course, but doing your bit and making conscious choices, especially around how what you put on your plate affects the planet. Dr Rosemary Green, Associate Professor in Sustainability, Nutrition and Health at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, has a simple suggestion for how you can eat in a more ethical, sustainable way today. Eat less red meat and dairy. So my top tip is to start making those substitutions slowly and in ways that you enjoy. So whether it's a delicious three bean chilli recipe that you found or swapping out your dairy milk for oat milk. Find the things that you enjoy eating and start substituting them maybe just for one meal a day or one meal a week and see how you get on from there. And here's Dr Rupi Orgler, GP and founder of The Doctor's Kitchen on how to cook nutritious plant-based meals on a budget. Shop economically, i.e. go for the raw, uncooked lentils, soak them and then cook them, and then you have a huge batch which you can freeze or you can, you know, use in so many different uh, recipes versus, you know, the ones that you you buy pre-cooked or whatever. Or if you just go for that option that's packaged food or convenience food, then it's actually going to cost you a lot more in the long run to your health, let alone to, to your pocket. To round up our nutrition section, we're giving you a gentle reminder how eating well can impact that all-important rejuvenating sleep, which will, in turn, energise you to make healthier choices the next day. Here's nutrition scientist Haya Al-Khatib. There are some studies that look into how certain foods impact sleep, specifically foods like tart cherries, kiwi fruit, milk and fatty fish. There are also some specific nutrients that are of interest, like magnesium. But the evidence in this area is very small and should be taken with a pinch of salt. General tips for better sleep would go hand in hand with a healthy diet. So try not to eat too late so that you aren't still digesting at bedtime, which can cause discomfort. You may want to also be especially careful with very spicy and fatty foods late in the evening. Try to not go to bed hungry. So a great option for a snack before bed could be a low GI carb paired with a protein. And of course, be mindful of caffeine and alcohol in the evening since both have an effect on your ability to sleep. But overall, diet and sleep are both complex. And for most people, it may be more meaningful to focus on the big picture. So having an overall nutritious diet rather than focusing on individual foods and drinks to be able to have better sleep. This year has taught us that exercise is as crucial for our mental as well as physical health. And early in the pandemic, research by Sport England found that more people than ever before are getting active for the sake of their mind. If you're yet to get into your workout groove, we've called on Adrian Herbert, 
master trainer at Fitness App Fit and host of the Power Hour podcast to give you a wee pep talk that will get you lacing up your trainers in no time. Do not underestimate the small daily habits because the small things matter. The things that we do daily define who we become permanently. So don't underestimate those small daily habits, routines, small things that you can do today to take you closer to your end goal because the small things matter. When you're new to exercise, all this talk of reps and kgs can feel a little bit daunting. So Nazreen Daly, Nike trainer and Muay Thai boxer is here to ease you in. Start by setting yourself some small, achievable, realistic goals, both for the short term and long term. This could be anything from walking 30 minutes on your lunch break to running 10 minutes around the block. People often think that you need to run for 40 minutes or more to really reap the benefits of running. But actually, it's not the case. Shorter, more regular runs will be more beneficial than one long run every few weeks. Set yourself some performance goals to focus on improving strength in some bodyweight exercises such as push-ups, pull-ups, squats and planks and last but not least try muay thai it's a martial art that offers a full body cardiovascular workout from head to toe and teaches you self-defense improves coordination and will have you feeling more confident and badass than ever just like nezreen says one of the most accessible ways to start getting active is going for a walk then a jog and then perhaps a run it's as simple as that And why the free NHS-backed Couch to 5K app has seen a 92% increase in people signing up to its nine-week plan during lockdown, including recent Going for Goals celebrity guest Laura Whitmore. Even if you're a seasoned gym bunny, the benefits of clocking up the kilometres on foot outdoors can still be reaped. As Amy Lane, Women's Health's digital editor, host of the Welfare podcast and author of book I Can Run, explains. There's not one type of runner and there's not one type of running And if you forget times for a second and you focus on enjoying the good times and the training and the positives, then running can be what you make it. And so when I started to like open my eyes to that and realise that, you know, you can do your own journey with running, I really got into it and it has just had this really positive impact on my life. That said, working out from home doing a hit inspired workout may be more your cup of tea. Personal trainer Alice Living, women's health cover star three times over and columnist, tells us what you should consider including in your sweat sessions. Play around with tempo. So when we're working from home, we generally can't use as heavier loads as we would be uh, when we're in the gym. So it's a nice idea to try and challenge your body in different ways. So that's things like slowing down um, all of your exercises so that you really have more time under tension and you can really focus on full ranges of movement, but using that tempo to make the exercise more difficult. And then the other thing is also playing around with skill-based movements. So whilst you can't get your hands on a barbell, it might be nice to challenge yourself with exercises that require a little bit more skill. So things like pistol squats, uh, handstands, stuff that, you know, you kind of push on the back burner because it's much more fun to throw around a barbell or kettlebells or whatever. So yeah, first one is play around with tempo. And then second one is teach yourself a few new workout skills. If you're not back and banging out the reps amidst the buzz of your gym floor just yet, you can still get seriously toned at home. Laura Biceps Hoggins, trainer and author of book Lift Yourself, explains how. Something I feel very strongly about is that you can develop your strength from home. When we start to change our mindset that you don't just need a gym-based environment, the world is our gym. I would always suggest we start with the basics, mastering the movement foundations of a squat, making sure you're stable, doing single leg work like lunges, mastering your push-up, and making sure you feel comfortable in the hip hinge. 
Then we can start adding additional load, external resistance, something like a dumbbell or a kettlebell, or maybe even a backpack filled with books. Enjoy it. But remember, becoming more active doesn't necessarily mean finding hours in the day in which to exercise. Here's Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, author of The Four Pillar Plan and host of the Feel Better, Live More podcast on how to interject more movement into your day, even if you're really busy. I do a few things as part of my morning routine, but one of them involves coffee. So I make a pot of coffee at home and I'm a bit precise, you know, a bit particular about my coffee. So I put the coffee in the French press and then I put a timer on for four minutes. In those four minutes, right, I don't go on Instagram I don't look at my emails. I don't faff around. I do a workout, like a bodyweight workout, or I've got a kettlebell in my kitchen, and I'll just do four minutes or even five minutes every morning. I don't need to find time in my day later. While you may have had a bit more time of late to give over to workouts, there does exist too much of a good thing. Next up is Jocelyn thompson Rule, Nike trainer and sports therapist on how to structure your workout week without knackering your body through exercise. I would often give a very, very loose template of, because it, again, it depends on, you know, how much time people have, but one to two strength sessions a week, one to two conditioning sessions a week, and then one to two mobility stroke recovery type sessions in the week. And then just doing that consistently over time. Ownership of wearables like fitness trackers and smartwatches doubled from 2019 to 2020. They can be a helpful guide to seeing how much you're really moving, but it's important to keep your relationship with them in a healthy place. As Dr. Josephine Perry, a sports psychologist and founder of Performance in Mind, explains. To ensure you control your fitness tracker rather than feeling like it controls you, I think it's really important to know what functions help and which ones hinder. Resting heart rate can be helpful to spot illness early. Tracking runs or bike rides can show if we're getting fitter. But things like obsessing about step count or types of sleep managed mean we focus on arbitrary numbers when we would actually do a lot better if we focused on how good we feel or how well we perform. Getting in tune with your body. It's something that's important at every age and life stage, including when you're an expectant or new mum. Charlie Launder, a personal trainer specialising in pre and postnatal fitness and founder of Bumps and Burpees, gives us her wise words. Really listen to your body. Your body is the best guide to tell you what is right for you. So if you're feeling any sorts of discomfort or pain or niggles you can't shake off, they're there for a reason. It's your body telling you that something's not quite right. So don't ignore them. Enjoy your training. You can absolutely do so much during this time, but please don't ignore what your body is telling you. As much as we love to big up the benefits of high tempo, super sweaty workouts, it's important to balance these out, to add some yin to the yang. Enter yoga. The practice that, aside from calming your mind, helps your limbs recover from all those jumping lunges. Here, yoga teacher Sanchia Legister gives us her top tip on how to get started and, importantly, keep it fun. Make a playlist of all the tunes that make you feel really good, that make you feel like you, that give you space to just be free. Then roll out your mat and move your body like no one is watching. Keep repeating that and at the same time find you a teacher or studio that gives you that same sense of permission to just be. Enjoy the journey, enjoy the practice. Much love. We're going to end this section with Nahid de Beljon, yoga teacher and founder of The Human Method, on how to use the ancient practice to relieve stress and anxiety. Breathe more slowly. If you take a breath in and out through the nose for a slow count of six on the way in, and a slow count of six on the way out. 
You'll find that with practice, you will be able to self-regulate your emotions and cultivate empathy, as well as reduce the effects of stress quickly. I hope that helps. What a treat that was from Nahid. And it brings us on nicely to an area of our health which has been tested to the limits this year. There's indisputable evidence that the pandemic has taken a toll on our mental well-being. But we want you to know that whatever challenges you're facing, you are not alone. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Firstly, his Julius Samuel MBE, legendary psychotherapist and founder of Griefworks on how to deal with loss this year, whether that's a loved one, your job, or simply a routine that you cherished. Grieving is tough as we have to adapt to this new loss, whether it's a person we love or all the losses everyone has experienced this year. The best thing to do is to find people close to you and connect to others, because when we're in pain, love and connection helps us most. The other thing is that we hold grief in our bodies. So take exercise, do things that intentionally soothe you and be kind to yourself. The pandemic has also been a particularly difficult time for new mums. They've had to give birth alone due to coronavirus restrictions, were cut off from the usual support of family and friends in the weeks afterwards and have often had check-ins from health visitors conducted over the phone. If postnatal depression was an issue before March, then it's unsurprising that the rates have tripled since. Here's Dr. Poonam Krishan, a GP and co-host of the Medic Mum podcast, who gave birth to a gorgeous baby girl in lockdown on what she wants those struggling to know. For one thing I'd like to say to any mum struggling with her mental health is that you matter, that feeling overwhelmed at times is normal, but to recognise this and to do something every day that is just for you. Show yourself the same love that you show your kids. And if you're struggling in any way, feel empowered enough to reach out and speak to someone. And if that someone isn't there, call your GP. We're always there for you. And here we should say thanks to Poonam and all the other doctors, nurses and healthcare workers who've been helping treat people under extraordinary circumstances. Huge shout out to any of you listening. And thank you. Thank you very much. Whether or not you've got a new addition to the family, many of us will be experiencing very different weekday mornings to a year ago. 
often with no commute or office coffee machine chat to give some boundaries to work-life balance. Dr Sarah Vora, an NHS consultant psychiatrist who you'll know online as the Mind Medic, tells us how to practice self-care first thing, so you start off the day mentally resilient. Make sure the first 30 minutes of your day is completely phone-free, even if you have to invest in an old-fashioned alarm clock. The reason being that any incoming emails that have come in overnight or notifications can instantly dictate the pace of our morning. So make sure that you start your morning doing the things that make you feel more like you, whether that's grabbing a shower, doing a workout, having a leisurely breakfast before you invite the rest of the world in. Talking of tech, clinical psychologist Dr Jessamy Hibbard reveals her top tip for how we can stop the anxiety-inducing and very 2020 habit of doom-scrolling limit the amount of time you spend looking at negative online news. Overthinking is really common when you feel anxious, as your mind is trying to make sense of everything that's going on. It's easy to get caught up in cycles of checking the news. But while this can bring relief in the short term, in the longer term it increases anxiety and will leave you feeling worse. Limit your news time, try to never check before bed, and only choose trusted sites. It can be easy to feel a loss of control if your mind is dominated by negative thoughts. Here, neuroscientist and executive coach Dr Tara Swart, author of book The Source, talks us through an amazing technique for tricking your brain into becoming more positive. Immediately replace any negative thoughts with a positive affirmation or mantra. If you find yourself with a recurring negative thought, make up the opposite statement of that and use that every time your negative thought occurs to cultivate positivity and gratitude in your brain. Cool, right? As mentioned before... Good nutrition is essential for supporting mental health. Kimberly Wilson, psychologist and author of How to Build a Healthy Brain, tells us the feel-good foods to include in your diet. While there are many ways that we can support our brain health, if I have to narrow it down to one tip, it would be to please, please, please ensure that you're getting enough omega-3 fatty acids, particularly DHA. People who get enough of these fats have bigger, healthier brains that age more slowly and are less prone to depression and negative thoughts. They are the essential building blocks of your brain and you have to get them from your diet, which means if you eat fish, two portions of oily fish per week or an algae-based supplement. For many people this year, alcohol has become a little bit of a mood-boosting crutch. A glass of wine on the sofa here, a tinny in the park there. However, booze actually works as a central nervous system depressant that can leave us feeling pretty down. As we enter a rather unusual festive season, here's Tony Jones, founder of the Shelf Help Book Club, on how you can maintain a healthy relationship with alcohol these coming weeks. My top tip for drinking less at Christmas is the new three drink rule. Instead of trying to limit ourselves to three alcoholic drinks, because I think we all know that never works. The new three drink rule is about committing to having a soft drink for the first three rounds and only then considering whether you really want an alcoholic one. Sometimes you might and then I would say do it and enjoy it guilt free. But often you'll find that as you've already made it through the hardest part of the evening and as people around you are on their way to getting drunk and loud and repetitive, any cravings may well disappear and you'll be up for enjoying the rest of the night and the next morning clear headed. Happy Christmas. Next up is Nir Eyal, behavioural scientist and author of Indistractable, How to Control Your Attention and Choose Your Life, with some very helpful words on smashing your to-do list. If there's one tip I want you to remember for personal productivity and focus, it's that the antidote to impulsiveness is forethought. You see, if you leave distraction to the last minute, you will lose. If the chocolate cake is on its fork and on the way to your mouth, you're going to eat it. If the cigarette is lit, 
you're going to smoke it. If you sleep next to your cell phone, it's going to be the first thing you reach for in the morning. So the antidote to impulsive is to plan ahead, is to make sure that we take steps today to prevent getting distracted tomorrow. Working from home has also taught many of us the benefits of working flexibly and how the traditional nine to five really isn't helping everyone flourish, particularly if you, like me, are a night owl. Here's some wisdom on how to organise your schedule around your body's rhythms from Caroline Webb, economist, executive coach and author of How to Have a Good Day. You've probably heard that you're supposed to do your most important work early in the day because that's when you're at your sharpest. Well, that's true for people who have an average body clock. But if you're one of the 25% of people who's a late night person, as I am, researchers have found that your mental peak happens later in the day, in the afternoon or even in the evening. So that's when you want to aim to do those tasks that most require you to be smart and creative. Meanwhile, you might actually want to spend the first hours of the day on more basic tasks. Overall, the trick is to know your natural peaks and troughs and be proactive in nudging your schedule where possible to take advantage of when you're at your sparkling best. We're strong believers that, where possible, now is the time to cut yourself some slack. For the innate perfectionists who have struggled to contend with uncertainties this year, Dr. Thomas Curran, a social and personality psychologist, reveals what to do when you feel like perfectionism is getting out of hand and why taking a step back and enjoying the non-work aspects of your life will actually help in more ways than one. If you feel like that's starting to creep in, then that's the point at which you have to step back and and recognise that perhaps it's better to focus on some of the other aspects of your life outside of those performance contingencies that you feel like you need to engage in because you will do better in that domain if you look after yourself in those other domains. It's this sense of feeling out of control that has seen body image suffer in recent months. Indeed, it's a well-known phenomenon that we become more self-critical during times of uncertainty. Who better than Chessie King, author of book Be Your Own Best Friend, to remind us how to love ourselves with the body scan. When I'm feeling like a little bit like, oh God, that dress doesn't fit me, or I wish those shorts fit me, like I, I have those days still, um, I'm like, right, let's just check in. What's my brain doing for me right now? And I put my hands like where I'm feeling it, uh, where, where I'm talking about, because I feel like then you can make that connection. I'm like, okay, what's my brain doing for me right now? It's thinking, it's processing information. But sometimes we need a little extra help when it comes to our mental health, whatever our concern. Therapist Sinead George, founder of Culture Minds Therapy, an online directory platform improving access to mental health services, explains how to find the right professional for you. Research and find out if your therapist is experienced in what you struggle with. It's so important to ensure that your therapist is competent in your issues and can help you. So a good question to ask yourself would be, has your therapist treated someone similar to you and how many years of experience do they have? It wouldn't be a women's health podcast without us encouraging you to please, please, never, and not even because we're in a pandemic, neglect your core female health. First up, we've got GP Dr. Sayada reminding you how to check your breasts. I'm going to take you through two simple steps for how to check your breasts at home. Step one is to look. So you're looking at both breasts for any changes to the shape or size, to the skin color or texture, or any nipple changes like rashes or discharge. Step two is to feel. So using the opposite hand, you're going to feel around each breast in a circular motion, starting at the nipple and working your way out. Don't forget to include the underarm and the chest wall right up to the collarbone area. And you're checking for any lumps or areas of discomfort. 
And that's it. Look and feel. Remember that there is no right or wrong way to do this, but the most important thing is to know your own normal. So try and check your breasts at least once a month. And if you notice any changes, speak to your doctor straight away. Similarly, gynecologist Dr. Anita Mitra, who you'll know online as the Gyne Geek, gives us her top tip for ensuring everything's working fine down there. My best piece of advice on how women can look after their gynae health is to learn what's normal for you. We're all individuals. We all have different kinds of periods, different menstrual cycles and different hormonal symptoms. It's really important to know what is your normal so that you can work out what is abnormal. A really easy way of learning what's normal is to use a period tracking app. There's so many available that you can download on your phone and you can keep a track of what your periods are like and any changes in hormonal symptoms that you notice throughout the month. It can also be really helpful if you need to go and speak to a doctor about changes that you've noticed because it just means that you've got so much data there to go through with your doctor and be able to explain and describe really succinctly what exactly has been going on. And knowing what's going on with your cycle is also important, says Dr. Sahar Rocket, holistic GP and hormone expert. I really believe that you're never too young to start looking after your hormones. We often think of hormones as being a menopausal issue, an older woman's issue, but hormones can affect us at any stage of our life. So it's always important to be aware of what's going on in your life with your hormones, be aware of the impact stress has on your hormones, and also be aware of what your normal cycles are. So if something changes, you will be the first person to realise it's all about becoming the expert on yourself. Dr Nikki Kay, who specialises in sport and exercise endocrinology, has this piece of advice when it comes to training around your cycle. Listen to your own body. Everyone will experience the menstrual cycle slightly differently. So, of course, be aware of recommendations for particular phases of the cycle and pick and choose what suits you and what's going to make you exercise and feel your best. While many view the menopause as something way off in the future, many women actually enter the perimenopause as early as their mid-30s. We asked GP and menopause specialist Dr Louise Newson, who is also founder of the Menopause Charity, how you can easily keep track of changes happening to your body at this stage. It is really important that all women access good quality information so they are not missing any potential signs of their perimenopause and menopause. Many symptoms creep on us very gradually, so it is important to register any symptoms you may have. Downloading the Balance app, which is free, can be a really good way of monitoring your symptoms regularly and finding out lots of information so that sooner you have the diagnosis of either the perimenopause or menopause, the earlier you can receive the right treatment, help and support. Perhaps you've decided in 2020 that you'd like to try for a baby. Here's gynaecologist and obstetrician Dr Larissa Corder on what to remember when you're trying to conceive. Your reproductive health is something that starts much sooner than you actually think. So the very egg that created you was actually an egg that started off in your mum before she was even born. And that means that essentially all the choices we make in life from the food that we eat to the toxins that we're exposed to to how we manage stress is actually having a direct impact not just on our health and our ability to become pregnant later on, but also on the health of future generations of babies. And that's why it's so important to be mindful of all the factors we can actually control to help us to become pregnant, but also to look after the health of many more babies to come in the future. There are few things as fundamental to female health than getting enough sleep. 
And during 2020, changes in routine and anxiety have meant that many more are now suffering with some degree of insomnia. Here's Dr. Shelby Harris, psychologist and sleep specialist, on what you should do if you find yourself awake, yet again, in the early hours. Stop laying in the bed tossing and turning. Give yourself about 20 minutes to fall back asleep if you wake up, but don't look at the clock. Once you realize your brain is getting a bit too active and you might be frustrated, get up, go sit somewhere else in dim light and do something quiet, calm and relaxing to pass the time. Once you finally start to get sleepy, get back in bed. If you wake up again or can't fall back asleep, give yourself a little bit of time, but get back out of bed and do something quiet, calm and relaxing. Making the bed a place only for sleep and sex will help train your body that the bed is only a place for sleep. Next up is dentist Dr. Safa Al-Nahir on why, as women, we're often neglecting our smiles and what to do about it. The most common mistake that I find women make, in particular busy women, mums, people who work really hard, is that they don't prioritise their oral and dental health enough. You have the power right now to future-proof your teeth and prevent yourself from ever needing another filling or having gum or tooth pain. My best advice is to consider it a part of your self-care routine. Build it into your morning and evening rituals alongside skincare and taking your vitamins, for example. And of course, make time to see your dentist as often as they recommend. You'll also be setting the best example to your loved ones and to your family. We want to end this section by saying that while the internet has a wealth of health advice, our own Women's Health website being just one of the very many excellent evidence-based sources, It isn't just Dr. Google there to help you, but also an IRL professional in your GP. While the NHS is under pressure right now, your GP is there to help you, even if it's just at the other end of the phone. So please don't delay in seeking support when you need it. Studies show that our skin can have a huge impact on our mental health, something anyone who's struggled with acne will know. Here's consultant dermatologist Dr. Anjali Marto on her number one tip for managing it. If you're using a prescription or over-the-counter topical retinoid to manage your acne at night time, make sure that you pop on some moisturizer 20 minutes later. The reason for this is that you don't want to dilute the effect of the prescription retinoid itself, so you want to give it some time to absorb. But by adding the moisturizer afterwards, you improve the tolerability so there is less flaking, redness, peeling or soreness. As for anti-aging, here's how another top derm, Dr. Esho, recommends you protect your skin. Add azelaic acid to your beauty regime. It's an amazing unsung hero, has antibacterial, anti-inflammatory and also anti-pigment properties which help produce an even smooth tone to aging skin. Of course, skincare can be seriously expensive, but you don't always need to part with large amounts of cash to get hold of effective, good quality products. So says Dr Kemi Fabasiwa. My best skincare tip for those of you on a budget would be to make sure you're washing your pillowcases, phone cases, face masks, makeup brushes, face towels as often as you can. This will help the transfer of bacteria from your items onto your skin. And this in turn will help to reduce bacterial inflammation and reduce blemishes, all free of charge. One of the coolest developments in the wellness world of late has been embracing sex as a fundamental part of looking after our health. Here, Dr. Karen Gurney, a clinical psychologist, director of the Havelock Clinic and author of book Mind the Gap, shares her insight on how to have great sex when you're in a relationship. Don't compare yourself to others around frequency of sex. Frequency is a total red herring. And also, while we're at it, be aware that people in long-term relationships are generally having less sex at the moment due to lockdown. Instead, focus on quality, so mutual pleasure and communication only. 
these will have further reaching effects. But of course, you don't need a partner to enjoy great sex or its considerable mind and body benefits. Here's psychosexual therapist Kate Moyle on how to get maximum pleasure from solo sex. Aside from the many documented health benefits of orgasm, making self-pleasure and solo sex a part of your self-care routine is a really great way of making space for yourself, prioritising your pleasure and forgetting to know your body better. This benefits not only your relationship with yourself, but also helps you to grow in sexual self-confidence for partnered experiences, and it can really help you in communicating about what you like when it comes to your sex life. If there's one thing people in the UK have been even more squeamish talking about than sex, it's money. But as many have become keenly aware this year, there are few things that can affect your health and happiness quite as much as the state of your finances. There are few people who articulate this better than Emily Belay, ex-private equity analyst for Lehman Brothers and founder and CEO of Vespod, the digital platform and community that empowers women financially through education, workshops and events. Here she shares why, for your well-being and your wallet, it's time to start talking more about money. We can all agree that 2020 didn't go according to plan. But that doesn't mean that 2021 has to be the same. You can smash your money goals. All it takes is a bit of confidence and organization. Kickstart the new year by understanding your limiting beliefs about money and rewriting your story. Practice positive affirmation, join the conversation about personal finances, talk about them to your friends, the good and the bad without shame. You'll see that once you stop feeling negative about money, tackling debt, saving for the short, medium and long term, and even investing will come so much easier. You can do this. Oh, and as much as we love our peer-reviewed studies and world-leading scientists here at Women's Health, we're not above embracing the more mystical and woo-woo side of wellness. Here's coach, yoga teacher and moon mentor, Kirsty Gallagher, on how you can get in touch with what's really going on for you. My top tip on how you can begin to reconnect with your purpose after such an uncertain year is to begin to tune back into your heart. So for a few moments daily, place your hands over your heart and breathe into your heart. Listen to what's stirring within your heart. I often speak of our heart as being our inner compass that directs us towards our true north. And in times of such uncertainty and fear, we tend to turn away from ourselves and focus much more on the outside. But my top tip is to reconnect back within. Get quiet, still for a few moments daily and come back home to yourself, to your heart, to your intuition and your deepest knowing that will guide you towards your purpose. And if you struggle to find the mental space to put all this inner work into practice, here's Glennon Doyle, activist, writer and author of Adele's favourite life-changing book, Untamed, on how she finally managed to get quiet enough to really properly listen to her own voice. The kids would go to school and I would promise myself I was going to sit in my closet. I had to do it in my closet because I'm like Dory from Nemo, like any this shiny distraction and I'm gone. So I had to go into the closet, sit on the floor in the closet. And I promised myself at first it was seven minutes. I would sit for seven minutes with no outside voices, with no distractions and just try to listen for whatever this thing was. Right. And at first it was terrible and awful. So the bad news is it's terrible at first in the stillness, but the good news is, is that there's no way to have a beautiful, true life without facing that stuff. Thank you, Glennon Doyle, for that. And thank you for tuning in to more than 50 of our episodes this year. We've already been working hard on a great lineup of experts and celebrity guests to help you navigate the new year. We can't wait to share them with you in January. But until then, we hope you enjoy the festive break in whatever form yours is taking this year. Stay safe and roll on 2021. Happy Christmas. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and protecting potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.